0: Gentlemen, welcome back to the Water Cooler, the world's most statistically average sports podcast. Brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals, featuring 398 shows with a stable of former players and local media personalities. Check us out today at Believe.com. That's B L E A V. My name is Ryan Saber, the most electrifying voice in sports information, and with me as always.
1: What up, what up? It's me, it's me, it's Lukey C, a.k.a. Super Lukey C this week. What are we talking about today?
0: Well, the big game is here. We are talking Super Bowl. We're going to talk a little bit about Matt Stafford. Obviously, we have to talk about the trade that went through. And then at the end, I'm going to throw in something exciting that happened for me this week that I'd like to talk about. Well, let's get into it. Yeah. But before we do that, the Super Bowl is finally here, and you can get in on the action at Bet Online. Lots of storylines for the game this year. Tampa Bay, the first team in history to play for a title on their home field. They're currently three point underdogs against Kansas City, looking for back to back titles for the first time in almost two decades bet online has hundreds of props on the game including game mvp margin of victory and even the length
1: of the national anthem what do you like for the game yeah like you mentioned there's a ton of them man this is this is fun just looking through trying to pick out what i wanted but uh i got two for you here in the open read for um i wanted to give plus money ones so one yeah i got two for you right now i'll (laughs) sprinkle some in as we talk about the game so, over one half passing touchdown for Pat Mahomes in their first quarter, that's plus 120. That's free money. I mean, they're scoring first possession. So, go ahead, put that one in and give me under 10.5 yards on the first Kelsey reception for plus 100 even money. So, you like a little pop pass there? Yeah. Just not something, something little. I think, uh, well, we'll talk about it. Okay. So, that's so my two. I have five. <laughs>
0: And four of them are actually pretty straightforward. And then I did one that was a little bit more exotic. I went back and forth, and I'll talk about that in a second. So, first score of the game, I'm going Tampa Bay with a passing touchdown. That's plus 275. Super Bowl decided by exactly three points. Yes, is plus 450. So, I like this game to be close. Total points scored, 71 to 77, plus 750 in total TDs. Obviously, if it gets that high, right, there's a lot of touchdowns. Total TDs, 10 or more, plus 500. Now, the exotic one I I played around with, I was messing with, because I saw this one earlier this week, the color of Mahomes headband. I like that one, and I also like the color of the Gatorade, and I actually saw a breakdown of what the colors of the Gatorade were for the last 10 years. But the payouts, you know, the payouts weren't as good. So I went with primary color of Pat Mahomes headband. I know they're wearing the red jerseys. I know they're wearing the reds, but white is plus 600. I really like that white headband with the red jerseys. I really like it, so I'm going with those five. What What's yellow? What's yellow on that? For the headband? Yeah. I don't know. It's I don't have okay. it out. Okay, okay, okay. You like yellow on yeah.
1: that? I don't know,
0: man. I feel like he might come out a little, a little stunt. <laughs> a little stunt. Always available online or on your mobile device. Visit Bet Online today. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. All right, let's get into... Let's talk Matt Stafford first before we get into the, the Super Bowl stuff because I know that we are definitely going to differ on that. So Matt Stafford got traded, for those of you that have been living under a rock, I guess, or just aren't huge NFL fans, he was traded, what, Saturday night to the L.A. Rams. The Rams sent first-round picks in 2022, 2023. They sent a third in 2021, and they sent their quarterback, Jared Goff. So I'm just curious, you know, what are your thoughts? Talk about it a little bit with me.
1: It's a trade where Detroit said, yeah, you know, you you give us a first for Stafford and, uh, you know, give us another one and we'll take off. We'll take that contract. I mean, that's pretty clear what, that's what happened there. And so I think the Lions did really, really well in this trade. Um, You know, they're still in position to possibly draft a quarterback, at seven or move up if they want to because that's what they they can do now. um You know I I don't think that they look at golf as kind of the the future of, of their franchise because I know it's a lot of money there but I mean if you just look at Dan Campbell and the way that you know golf his entire career has has worked you know in that offense with McVay where it's a lot of play action a lot of stuff like that I don't really think they're going to be doing a whole lot of that so. You know, I don't think that he's their guy long term. I think that was just a pure, hey, we'll we'll take the contract back and give us the extra first for it. And um, the Rams, they're they're better. There's no doubt about it. They're better today than they or they're better today than they were last week. So they got a better shot at at winning the Super Bowl. And I think that unless you're Tom Brady, NFL stands for not for long. Okay, we, we know that. So when your window's open, you have to take advantage of it, f- like full go. You know, we see we saw the Saints do it. I wish more teams would do it. When when the window's open, you have to go and capitalize right then. And I think that the Rams are doing that. I mean, they picked Jared Goff first in, what, 2015, I think it was. They don't have another first-round pick as of right now until 2024. So, you know, they, they went and got guys to try and put around him. It didn't work. So they went and got a different guy to try and see if this one will work. Now, Stafford's vastly better than Jared Goff. Um, I don't know if he gets him over the hump. I don't know if – I don't know if they're better than Green Bay or, and certainly not better than Tampa Bay. And those are two teams that you're going to have to go through. Um, I'm still not certain they're better than, than uh, Seattle in their own division. So, but I, I think if you're try if you're just strictly trying to get out from underneath that contract, then I think uh, I think you, you, you did a good job. I mean, you, you got it. You upgraded and you got out from the worst contract in the NFL. So both of these quarterbacks,
0: from what I'm hearing, were receiving a lot of attention. A lot of teams were calling the Rams on Jared Goff. I don't know, you know, through back channels or whatever, if these teams made it known that these players, obviously the Rams, or excuse me, the Lions made it aware that they were going to move Matt Stafford. But from what I've heard, there's quite a few teams that were interested in Jared Goff. Now, for me, look, I mean, you, yes. touched, you touched on it, you know, the the rumors and the innuendos that basically McVay was telling Golf where to throw the ball before. I, look, I'm sure some of that is a little bit exaggerated, but at the same time, where there's smoke, there's fire. There is no secret that Matthew Stafford is a darling of this podcast. We are in the Matt Stafford business. We are fans of Matt Stafford. Are we as big of fans as Matthew Stafford as Dan Orlovsky is? I don't believe so. Earlier this week, Dan Orlovsky basically said that Matt Stafford might throw 100 touchdowns this year. And, you know, the Rams are now the Super Bowl favorites. I I certainly am not in that camp. However, I think that when you look at the offensive weapons with obviously the receiving core – um. Cam Acres emerging here at the end. The defense. Obviously, defense is going to change a little bit with Brandon Staley moving on. So so there may be a little bit of difference there. I like this move for both teams. I told you that on Saturday night. I was a little bit in the cups when we
1: were um when we were texting back, <laughs> were you as well? <laughs> I had to wake up and read them today the next morning, but
0: <laughs> Yeah, me too. I think the things that, that's the most interesting to me is the Rams' philosophy as an organization and the way that they've approached the exact opposite of most organizations do when it comes to first-round draft picks. When this thing's all said and done, and, and it may even go further, the, the Rams right now are set to have not had a first-round draft pick in seven consecutive seasons. They moved up for golf, Brandon Cooks, and then the Ramsey trade and now obviously the Matt Stafford trade they will not have had a first round draft pick in 7 consecutive seasons. Now look, let's let's just be honest. When you're picking 20, 25, 30, right? Those draft picks certainly have have less value. So when it comes to, when you think about it along those lines and in how much a you know, 27 or 30 is worth versus 13, Nine, seven, you know, It I think it makes sense, especially if you think that Matthew Stafford has five, six years left. So the money was relatively the same. So there wasn't a huge hit either way there. I know there's some dead money that both of these teams are going to take on. I saw somewhere that between Todd Gurley's contract and Jared Goff's contract, the Rams have like $40 million of dead money on their cap next year, which is woo-wee that's a lot but I like the move for both teams I think that the the Lions do actually see Jared Goff as their potential long-term solution now does that change in the next 12 months possibly but I certainly believe that that Jared Goff is is or excuse me Matthew Stafford is going to make the Rams a contender over the next three or four years and Let's be honest, Jared Goff made him a contender, so they're only going to get better. I like the move for both teams. I think the bigger question here is, and a lot of people have been speculating, what do you think the impact, after seeing this, if you had to just sort of
1: spitball it, what do you think Houston wants for Deshaun Watson? This is your argument if you're a team that's making an offer for Deshaun Watson is Hey, look they they got a first for Stafford, and they got another first for taking the contract back. You know, we're not taking another con a bad contract back. So I think that start there, and you're looking at well, Stafford. You're make, you're making the argument that Stafford got traded for one first round pick. You know, you got to you got to try and start there. Andrew Brandt is a guy that that writes on football business a lot, and uh, he worked in the Packers front office, so he's pretty familiar. And he says that he still believes that that the isn't going anywhere he doesn't think that they'll trade him he's like you just can't you just can't trade your your best asset i don't know how you get anything less than three first form you have to have at least three and probably probably a, a couple twos and and a player or two you know not not just a, a situational pass rusher or something like that you got to have a guy that's going to start this is the most position most of a important position in sports so and he's top six at worst in the league right now. So I I just don't see how they get anything less than that for him. He's 25. He's got five years left on
0: his contract. You know, he's one of the highest-paid quarterbacks in the NFL, but he's still got five years left on his contract, so he just signed a new deal. What I've heard is three ones, two twos, and two defensive starters under 30 years old. So they want... They want to focus on the defensive side of the ball with the trade, and my assumption is then they will want to rebuild the offense with the draft capital that they get for him. Look, that's a lot. You know, that's a lot, but there's not a whole lot of precedent for a quarterback at this age in his prime you know with with a contract that's set for many many years wanting to get out from under it so this is certainly a situation that we'll keep our eyes on i do believe they'll they'll trade him because he's just he's just going to he's not going to play he's not going to play he's already said he'll sit out the season so it's not doing him any favors it's not doing the team any favors if he sits out his value i think it, look it's not going to tank but i i think it goes down right he's a year older he hasn't played you it's know, February
1: they're... 3rd. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. We'll is, see we're, what I... We're solid 7 months away from from games. I mean, yeah, but you're going to see it heat up because the team that you know,
0: the Houston's going to want assets in this year's draft.
1: Yeah, and if I'm well, if I'm Houston, especially, I'm in no rush. I'm in no rush to do anything.
0: Especially if they you know, they can trade with Miami or the Jets and get you know the second or the third pick and, and all that right they're they're going to want especially if they love you know a quarterback hell I'd even call Jacksonville I'm interested I'm I'm infatuated with that move I I I'm, I'm really excited to see where he goes in, in 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 the new opportunity for him
1: If you love scratchers from the Virginia Lottery you'll really love the new lucky number scratcher 32 chances to win $500,000 plus four bonus games Stop by your closest retailer and check it out. For odds and more information, visit VALottery.com.
0: So let's get into the Super Bowl now. I just want to talk keys to the game. You know, there's going to be a lot of analysis. There already has been. This is Thursday that this is releasing. So we got, you know, three days until the Super Bowl. So I'm just curious. Let's do it one team at a time, I guess. What are your keys to the game do you think for Kansas City?
1: I think they're at a, they're at a severe disadvantage in the trenches right now. Right. So they have the, the Fisher injury. I think he uh, said he tore his Achilles or or tore a, a ligament in his knee last at the, in the last game and, and he's unavailable and their line overall is just not, not as good as Tampa's defensive line. So I think what you're going to see a lot from Kansas city, is a lot of spread them out, spread them out wide, try and get their defense spread out a little bit because you don't want a lot of bodies there inside the tackle box. So they're going to try and spread them out. I think you're going to see a lot of jet motion too, just to kind of counteract a little bit of that pass rush. We saw it quite a bit in the the Chiefs versus Browns game, um, just to kind of neutralize a little bit of Miles My- Garrett. So I think you're going to see a lot of, not just Hill, but I think you'll see most of their guys, you know, running in jet motion and doing a lot of, Maybe, maybe a little misdirection, but uh, stuff like that. And I don't think you're going to see a ton of balls going down the field. I mean, his, his passing yards per game this year were down a little bit, uh, about 15 or 16 yards less than what he did last year because teams were just like, hey, we're not going to let you beat us deep. So he started going underneath, and with those weapons, they can hurt you the same way. They're just getting yak instead of you know catching the ball 25, 35 yards down the field. Um, so I think that's going to be real key. I, I they're not going to have much of a running game. I think any time that I think if if you're Tampa, you're, you're you're hopping up and down every time they hand the ball off to uh, to Ceh. I don't. Is, is he even playing? I'm not. I'm not even really hey, sure. I think he is. So I mean, you, you're 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 elated if they're if they're uh, if they're handing the ball off. So I think you're just going to see a lot of a lot of jet motion, a lot of uh, empty sets, and. Um, I think Travis Kelsey's is going to have a gigantic game. I haven't, I haven't made this one yet, but talking a little bit of props, the receiving record is 14 receptions in a Super Bowl. That yes number is plus 500. So Kelsey might be a candidate for that. I think he's going to have a monster game. Catches. Yeah, uh, Levante David is going to be, Devin White said it's going to be primarily Levante David on him. And he's had a hammy injury and he was out last week. He didn't practice at all last week. Now, look, that's a week. There's no game and he's a vet. So maybe he's just resting, but we do know that he's got a sore hammy. I mean, I think the middle of the field's gonna be wide open. And uh, you know, I think Kelsey's a good candidate for that. And I just I think he's gonna have a monster game. You know, so that that's what I think for Kansas City is especially in offense, is that that's what you're gonna see. I, I got a couple questions.
0: When I say keys to the game, when I, when I when I think about you know keys to the game, there there's questions that that need to be answered for me. I think first and foremost is Patrick Mahomes hurt, right? Has the break been enough to help get his turf toe situation manageable? Clearly, in the game against Cleveland, he was hampered by it. He didn't look like you know he was. Too hampered by it against Buffalo, but you know Buffalo didn't really get after him very much. I think he had
1: thirty-three touchdowns in that game. He only got sacked once.
0: Yeah, you're going to see a little bit of a different situation. I think with with Tampa Bay's defense and their defensive line, so I think that his you know that left foot, uh his toe situation is something to keep an eye on, and I certainly think it's a key. Can Kansas City, Kansas City's offensive line hold up? You already talked about it. They've been banged up. They've lost Eric Fisher, and Tampa Bay has an above-average pass rush. You know, to put it mildly, they sat, they sacked Aaron Rodgers five times. So, you know, you talked about sort of getting the ball out very quickly. But at the end of the day, if there, it's a situation where you know it's late in the game, and they. You know, have to potentially set up something a little bit longer, the end of the half or whatever. I, I think that the injuries to the offensive line combined with that Tampa Bay pass rush could potentially be an issue for Kansas City. This one you talked about too. Can they run the ball? And and frankly, does doesn't really even matter. Uh, you know, they've been doing a lot of jets, like you talked about to Hardman and and Tyree Kill, and I certainly think that that's in the playbook, but. If Tampa Bay's pass rush starts to become an issue because of the offensive line, you know, Kansas city may need to actually lean on and run the ball a little bit. And, and if that becomes the case, can they run the ball? Tampa Bay had the best yards per carry defense in the NFL this season. They were around 3.6, 3.8, almost all year. I'm not really sure what it ended up at, but they had the best rush defense in the NFL so if it gets into a situation where their pass rush becomes uh, an issue for Kansas City and they want to start to run the football it, it could be an issue and then I think everybody always talks about Kansas City's offense and they should they absolutely should it's dynamic but can they slow down the Tampa Bay offense I think one thing that's missed in the first game is after the first quarter Tampa Bay outscored Kansas City 24-10. to And that game, it was a blowout in the first quarter, and they ended up winning 27-24. So I think there's going to be a situation I've already indicated that I thought this game was going to be close. You know, we've talked about Spagnolo pushing the right buttons, dialing up pressure at the right time. We know Brady, all quarterbacks, have an issue with pressure but Tom historically has pressure up the middle uh, in his face so it's going to be interesting to see if Tampa if Tampa starts kind of getting it going a little bit can he dial it up at the right time and and can Kansas City frankly stop that Tampa Bay offense
1: yeah I think it's it's certainly an opportunistic defense and, and we saw it in the conference championship game where you know, if you do get a little pressure on Brady, he, he, can, he can make mistakes. You know, he did three possessions in a row where he threw picks. And uh, I think the secondary in Kansas City is, is better than the secondary in Green Bay. Now, I, I don't think that their pass rushers are necessarily better or their pass rush as, as a whole. You know, it's a lot like Tampa's defense where, you know, they're going to give up plays and yards, but they're going to make big plays to it. You know, they, they kind of thrive on those big plays. You know, which, which team is going to be able to make more? So let's think, look let's look at the flip side. What do you think are the keys for Tampa here? For Tampa, it's simple. I I think to me, I mean, you, you have to score points flat out. You can't settle for field goals. I'm gonna hammer this until you know I'm blue in the face is you cannot kick field goals. The least amount the, that Patrick Mahomes has scored in a playoff game when he played the entire game is thirty one. You know, he missed that time in uh most of the second half in that Browns game where they only ended up with twenty two points, but I think we both agree that they're well on their way to scoring at least 31. Um, Oh, yeah. He averages 36.2 points per game in playoff games. The Chiefs average, or I'm sorry, in Mahomes' nine career losses, he's averaged 34.7 points per game. Last year in the playoffs, they were down by double digits for three, in all three games. They won all of them. They won all of them by double digits. I mean, they were blowing teams out. So I don't think that playing from behind is a problem from them. I think, I think he's actually super comfortable playing from behind. So if you're Tampa Bay, you just have to keep scoring every, every single possession. And I think that's what it comes down to. Now, can you get pressure on Mahomes with four because of all of Tampa Bay's sacks on Rogers came on four man pressure. So that's extremely important versus Mahomes, especially with that Fisher injury that we talked about. If you can keep guys out, the problem is you have to have, make sure that he's holding on to it long enough but i just don't think that reed is going to give him a chance to do that but if you it sounds so so simple and so stupid to say hey get pressure with four guys and that's how you win the game like of course every team if they could if that's that's the plan but i think it's really that simple i, I and i think if i think they have to play perfect i, I if they have any turnovers or anything like that I, i'm not sure they're going to be able to overcome them just because the chiefs are just so just so explosive even even when they're not going vertical and they're going horizontal they're still just so explosive and can score so quickly that you know they can they can erase some mistakes. I'm not sure I'm not sure Tampa can. Also I'll say this if you think if you think that Tampa Bay wins you you probably need to bet the over if you're looking at the total and the total in that game at betonline.ag is
0: is it 56?
1: there we go it's over it's 56 so I think you need to take the over if you think that that they're going to win um you're only taking the over if you think the Chiefs are going to win but um yeah I think it's simple score and try and get pressure with four guys it sounds it sounds ridiculous when you say it out loud because it's like the plan for every football team but
0: yeah look the keys really start for Tampa with the defense, you said it, you know, and how good is that Tampa defense all season? They looked like they were one of the better or the best defenses in the NFL. They showed it again in the NFC championship game, but in the first matchup, Mahomes had 462 yards and three touchdowns. I think that to your point, they're going to have to get pressure with, with four guys. And they're also going to have to find a way to turn that team over Devin White's been all the playoff games, he made a he made a huge play and or multiple plays. And that was the one of the keys to them winning. So you're gonna have to see something like that, whether it's an interception or some kind of a a fumble return, something. So how good is the Tampa defense? The next question have they figured out how to stop Tyreek Hill? Uh, in the first matchup, he had 13 catches for 260, 269 yards and three touchdowns, and he basically did it in the first quarter. And then, you know, if they, fi- if they figure out, if they start to focus on Hill, does that open things up for Kelsey? My guess is probably yes, and you clearly think that Kelsey's going to have a big game. So, look, you're not going to be able to stop both of those guys unless you just stop Mahomes, right? So... You got to figure out, okay, are we content with, you know, Kelsey catching 8, 10, 47 balls like you think he is over the middle? uh, You know, that's going to have to be something that they try to figure out. Can they get the 36 points? That's really the key in my mind. The average score of the teams that have beaten a Pat Mahomes-led Kansas City team is 36 points.
1: That's a great stat to go along with my 34.7 points per game and right. nine career losses. So they win by a
0: point and a half, <laughs> right, right? Right. So, but that's 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 the reality. Can they get to 36 points? If they don't, they history says they cannot win the game. Now Brady has done things in the past that have sort of. Um defied historical context so so we'll see my guess is they need to get to thirty six points to win the game, and then the last one, or the second to last one here and and you talked about this, the turnovers can Brady limit his turnovers, you cannot miss opportunities against Kansas City, right? you just can't miss opportunities so if it's a situation where you know they're driving, and, and Tom throws an interception in the red zone, or something along those lines. You know th- that you just can't miss opportunities. You're going to have to score touchdowns. You can't kick field goals. You're going to have to maximize each opportunity. And you can't do that if you're turning the ball over. He had two interceptions. Brady did two interceptions in the first matchup against Kansas City. He had three interceptions last week in the NFC Championship game. So, you know, I think if we see Tom get to multiple interceptions, you're in a situation where you may not be able to win the game. And I think the last question, last key to the game, can he do it again, right? Can he do it again again? In Tom Brady's first Super Bowl win, he beat the greatest show on turf, right? Kurt Warner, Isaac Bruce, Torrey Holt, Marshall Falk, right? Greatest show on turf. I believe that this is the modern day version, a souped-up version of the greatest show on turf. When the Patriots won that first Super Bowl, Tom Brady only had one touchdown pass. I certainly think he'll 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 uh eclipse that, but Adam Vinatieri kicked a winning field goal. Ty Law had a huge uh, pick six in that game. So, you know, defense and special teams stepped up in in that situation. Can he do it again? We'll see. Comes down to two questions. Who you got and who's
1: your MVP? To that end, I got uh, another prop bet for you. The uh, (laughs) Kansas City winning margin between 7 and 12 at plus 425. Go ahead, hit that, thank me on Monday, and uh, I got KC winning. I got KC winning by 11 points, and I know Kelsey's going to have a huge game, but they're going to have to give it to Mahomes, so it's going to be Mahomes' MVP.
0: So I made a mistake two weeks ago, and I did not want to pick against Tom Brady, and I did. And this whole week, I've been going back and forth. Really, for the last week and a half, I've been going back and forth. I've believed in my heart that Kansas City was the best team in the NFL all season. I believe that I thought that they would be favored uh, in any situation, and thus far they have been. I thought that Green Bay would beat Kansas City, and and clearly I was I was way off there because Green Bay's not even there. So I've been spending a lot of time really thinking about this, really evaluating. Just get to it and take them already. I'm going Tampa Bay, thirty eight, thirty five, and the MVP is Tom Brady. I I cannot go against Tom Brady. I just Luke, I can't do it. I did it once. I did the only time in my life I've I've ever done it, and I. I'm not gonna do it again. So we're going Tampa 38 35. I like that three point spread. I think it's a push. I like the over, and I like all those points that that help to support the props that I talked about at the at the top of the show.
1: There you have it. <laughs> there
0: you have it. So I want to talk about one more thing. I want to talk about a really uh, huge event that happened in my life this week. I I like to spend time sharing things with with Luke. I like to spend time sharing things with you know the the fans of the show. So a uh, a major event happened in my household this week and I think it's important that I share it with the fans of the show. So on what was yesterday? Yesterday was Tuesday. On Tuesday I got news that I've been waiting for, for, for quite some time now. And that's that EA sports is (laughs) re-releasing college football. Um, You know, for those of you that were with us during the pandemic, you know that I sort of jumped on Barstool Big Cat's whole shtick of playing Seasons of uh, EA Sports, college football, NCAA college football. Obviously, it's going to be some time before it comes out. They haven't had a game in eight years. They're redeveloping it from the ground up. I have a sense they're going to want it to be different from Madden because Madden has gotten a lot of negative press over the last couple years. I didn't even buy Madden this year. This is the first time I didn't buy Madden in 25 years, probably just because it's just not very good, and it and it got terrible ratings. So my guess is you're probably not going to see it. And, Luke, you said this yesterday, and it kind of made me sad and hurt my feelings because I wasn't there yet. You're probably going to see EA Sports College Football 2023 come out in the summer of 2022 at the earliest. You may not even see it until 2024. But uh, I'm just interested in in your thoughts. Did you play – did you play NCAA as a
1: kid and are you excited yeah i'm excited for it um i played it when uh i played it in college you know i loved i loved picking um you know teams from the mac and starting there and then and then moving up uh getting them going from you know three win seasons to mm-hmm. to ten win seasons to rank to to in the b c s back then in the game and then uh you know so i i enjoyed that but um but yeah i'm looking forward to it I'm right. interested to see how they're going to do it with, um, you know, I, I think what I saw from the EA sports account was, you know, players and laws are looking to be changed by the time this game comes out. So, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of more interested in it from that um, perspective than, than I am from actually sitting down and grinding the recruiting trail like I used to when I had, you know, 20 hours of free time in college a day. I'm grinding, baby. I'm ready. I'm ready. And I do believe
0: that not only are they going to have players likenesses by the time this thing comes out, but I think you're going to have their names. I think they're going to be able to do, you know, roster updates in a way that they've never done before. So over the course of the season, when you have guys come out of nowhere, you know, their statistics and and their rankings and all that will improve. So really excited. I can tell everybody out there that... We will be playing this game, and it will be featured on the show prominently when it comes out. In some form we'll get some leagues going. Everybody can come on, come on down and and join the water cooler league, and and we will uh, do something very very exciting for all the fans out there. You got anything else? No, that's it. At W C Sports Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, like, follow, subscribe. We are available on all your favorite streaming platforms, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere that you consume podcasts, we are available. We are also available at the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Check us out today at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V. With that, we love you. And enjoy your lives.
1: Passing that torch to the baby girl. Somebody suck me. Gonna be a sad Monday for Luke.